Hey, you're listening to the Citizen Coder Podcast. In this episode, I talked to Chris Bowman, a Sitecore developer and longtime outdoor enthusiast living the RV life dream. We talk about building friendships online, finding your path in tech, soft skills, and so much more. Let's dive in. Hey, Chris. So uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, as, as you said, my name is Chris. I'm not lying about that. And uh, I, uh, I joined um, web development in my late 30s. I learned how to code in the back of my van that I was living in. Um, I had spent the previous 14 or so years on disability. Um, I'm a lifelong amputee, uh, lower right leg and uh, part of a few fingers. So I was kind of looking for a career change or, or a life change, actually, because you can't just go on doing that. And uh, I decided maybe coding was the thing. Um, I originally started coding in about 1985 when I was about nine on an Apple IIe. Me and my sister would kind of uh, copy and paste uh, text programs out of magazines. So. And, but then I took like 30 years off because I guess I didn't want to make any money at it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so yeah, so I've been doing that for about five years now as a career. Oh, nice. Um, you mind if I ask you about being an amputee? Absolutely. I can cut it if not. It's not a big nope. deal. Okay. Have um, I was just curious. You said you were a lifelong amputee. Can you tell me a little bit about what happened? And uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I was born with a um, condition called amniotic band syndrome. And what it means essentially is that um, fibrous bands wrapped around, in my case, my lower right leg and, and parts of the five fingers. And if you've ever tied a string around your finger or a rubber band, you know, your finger turns purple after a while. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Exactly. Essentially, that happened. And um, this was in 76. So they they didn't even really know that that was happening um, until I was born. So when I was born and um, the doctors kind of looked a little concerned. And of course, my mom and dad looked a little concerned at their concern. And they rushed me out of the room without explaining anything uh, for several hours. Um, it really isn't anything serious. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things that happen. Um, luckily for me, it did, the uh, umbilical cord and, and those bands and things didn't wrap around my neck or anything like that. So um, I, yeah, to spend, yeah. yeah, so to spend it a little bit, I always say I've done, a, I've done more with one leg than I ever would have dared do with two. It just forces you to try harder, I think. Um, right. And I, I didn't, you know, I didn't step out of the, uh, out of the womb going, I'm going to be, you know, Mr. Positive Amputee or anything like that. And matter of fact, I dealt uh, with, with it for about 25 years of, of, you know, not wanting to be that way. I wanted to be uh, normal like my siblings and, you know, everybody else I knew. Um, in fact, I tell a story that I, I had all of my stuff done at the University of Michigan Hospital, orthotics and prosthetics, you know, department. I honestly thought that whole place was built for me because I was the only amputee I ever met. You know, nobody ever come up to me and said, Hey, I'm like you, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if I do see that or, or, you know, online or, or in person, I do go up to people and, you know, kind of, kind of show them that, uh, that we're a little bit alike. Cause it's important, you know, it's important to not be alone. Mm -hmm. And 
we'll talk about a little bit about this later, but I think that's one of the positives of social media is that you don't have to live alone with yeah. whatever it is that you like or whatever it is you're going through or anything like that. There's people that are, that can relate to that and can empathize with that. Um, which is really, really cool. Cause growing up in the eighties, I didn't know anybody except for uh Canadian Terry Fox, who uh, was an amputee. He, he ran across the country of Canada shortly before he died of cancer. And, and, uh, I had his picture on my wall as a kid, you know, but he was already dead by then. So mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody else. And, um, mentally that was, that was tough. Um, it wasn't until remember the old uh, Yahoo chat rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I a lot. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was I was poking around one of those Yahoo chat rooms, and to be honest, I was just trying to find some action. I was uh, newly divorced, and you know, poking around hoping to find some lonely, sure, you know, some single lonely. mom or something. <laughs> but I I jumped into a uh, like an amputee focused one. Um, and was like, well, I'll check this out. And I read, you know, people talking about it, mostly talking about their kids who were amputees and sharing um, links to different stories and things like that. And uh, it, it really helped heal my insides. Like, you know, like, hey, I'm not alone. And there are a lot of people out there like me and I can use my experience. I was, you know, in my 20s, mid 20s at the time. I can use my experience maybe to help some of these people not feel that way. So, so though I spend a lot of time on Twitter pissing and moaning about the way people use tech Twitter, especially um, <laughs> <laughs> my main focus really for social media is to, to help people uh, not feel alone in whatever they're going through. So have you had a lot of uh, discussions with um, other amputees on Twitter? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And especially on Facebook, it's a little easier for me to find them on Facebook with the Facebook groups and stuff. Yeah, Facebook um, groups are great for, for yeah, that kind of stuff. Exactly. So it's, it's a lot easier than that. On Twitter, I do follow a couple of amputees, but I don't think we've ever really talked um, about that um, or, or much at all. But yeah, in yeah. Facebook groups, I'm, it's hard. There's a fine line between helping somebody who's a new amputee and then saying, you know, you don't want to say, well, you know, it's all going to be fine because they're scared to death. Um, right. But you have to tell them or you have to ensure that it is going to be fine without being like, well, I went through it. So you can go through it. I hate that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That whole uh, tough that shit, kind of tough love kind of. Exactly. That shit happens all the time on Twitter. It's like, well, yeah, it does. I, I'm miserable. You can be miserable, too. No, um, I don't want anybody to go through. um 900 knee dislocations, 30 some surgeries. Uh, I drowned when I was two and my dad saw my prosthetic leg floating on the surface of the, of our farm pond and pulled me out. So, uh, literally if I'd been born with two legs and still fell in that pond, I, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So, so you have, uh, trauma isn't, isn't something, isn't a contest. Um, I think I saw that today. Trauma is not a contest. You know, we're all kind of trying to just make it through with whatever we got going on inside yeah. our heads or yep. with our bodies or whatever. So, so yeah, anyway, um, it's, it's been rewarding for me to kind of give back and, and, you know, meet people who are, who are amputees lifelong or, or, you know, um, some of our veterans or anything like that. It's been really cool. Yeah. Um, 
you were talking about Facebook groups, like that's a Facebook group. I guess that's the one good thing about Facebook. It it's, it is sort of the, I guess if Twitter is the town square, um, Facebook is like, um, I don't know, some other analogy that involves groups. <laughs> yeah. No, Facebook gives you the opportunity to go from the town square where you're all kind of just mingling like some yeah. sort of, uh, like you've, met, you've, sort- you've met people and now you get to hang out with them. So yeah, exactly. Come on over to, you know, my house. I know a few, you know, a few people just like us and we'll hang out. And, um, one thing that I, I did mention today in one of the Facebook groups or, or to another fellow amputee was I learned early on that not every amputee has to be your friend because we're still different on the inside. We have different views and different, uh, different ways of thinking. And, and, you know, me, I like, I like my way of thinking. (laughs) So so even though you had that commonality of being an amputee, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you know, that's your homie, that's your friend or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, you do have that in common, but it's not like, you know, I mean, you can have lots of stuff with people in common and you can kind of empathize with them because of that. Um, but that doesn't mean you're going to like see eye to eye on every last little thing. Exactly. Exactly. Even, you know, maybe you guys just clash or whatever. Yeah, totally get it. Hey. That just happens. So yeah, exactly. You were you were talking earlier about um, tough love, um, and this mm-hmm. is this is sort of a, a swing in a different direction. But um, uh, I saw a, a tweet, um, and I don't know if if you saw it and posted on it too. But um, somebody had posted something about uh, getting out of tutorial hell. Ah, uh, yeah. And they were basically like, "Go build stuff." <laughs> right. And, you know, I was in tutorial hell for a long time and I probably spent a lot more time in tutorials, but a lot of that is me trying out stuff. So exactly. I do a lot of like, I've probably touched mm, three quarters of the languages that are made, you know, with that I know of. You know, most, right. most of the popular ones I've tried, you know, I've tried various frameworks and, you know, C sharp, C plus uh, plus, Python, um, and, you know, JavaScript, which uh, don't talk to me about JavaScript, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, everything. So, yeah, you know, I do spend a lot more, probably a lot more time in tutorials than most people. But, you know, I'm kind of I've I've kind of spent the last I don't know, four years, I guess just trying stuff out, seeing what I liked, seeing what I didn't like. Yeah. That's the thing. It it works for you. Right. Um, and that's what it does for me. It works for me. I like, I like doing the tutorials. I like sometimes changing it up. Sometimes I don't, sometimes I don't feel comfortable changing it up. So I just do what they say some two or three times to really understand what's happening. Um, one of the, one of my complaints about Twitter is it's, it's an all or nothing. Like somebody is like, this way is the best way. I, I think you saw my tweet where I said sometimes we confuse on Twitter and social media uh, the word best with the word your. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So your way is the best way for you, but it may not be the best way for me or someone else. Right. And you always see that. And I understand it's a way to sell engagement and sell yourself as engagement. something yeah. important. But uh, that whole engagement Twitter thing where they ask a a random question and try to get a bunch of responses for it. But, but yeah, they're usually, um, 
they're kind of posed like you just said, which is like, what's the best way to do this? Or what's the best way to do that? Yeah, it's an all or nothing sort of thing. And yeah, anyone who's lived for more than five minutes outside of their parents' house understands that the world isn't an all or nothing sort of thing. It's a very gray area of a lot of different things. So, And if you know anything about programming, you know that there isn't a best way to do anything or a best tool. You know, a lot of people say, well, you're using the best tools for the job. No, you're using the tool that you like to use for the job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. For instance, um, at, at work, I solved the problem that we're having. We're trying to hide uh, iOS links. Um, they link as oh, phone God, numbers yeah. when it's not a phone mm. number. <laughs> and I'm trying to solve. Yeah, I can solve the answer within Sitecore, which I use, but it's really messy. So instead of just doing it that way, I got. You know, I got, I put the problem in, in front of people who are way smarter than me and been like, hey, why don't it, there's got to be a better way to do this. You know, yeah. why don't we think on it? Can you uh, can you roll back? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Chris, can you? OK, can yeah. you roll back over what you were saying about the iOS links because it cut out? Oh, sure. So um, at, at my work, one of the things that we're trying to do is is iOS will take a sequence of numbers and automatically assume that's a phone number. And we're trying to hide that uh, functionality. So I found some, I actually used Stack Overflow and found a solution, but it's super messy to implement in Sitecore, which is what I use. And so rather than say, well, this is my way, this is the best way, I went, yeah, it's really messy. So if I go talk to these people who are way smarter than me, um, you know, Maybe we can find a better solution that works and is a lot cleaner and, and a lot easier to maintain in the future. Um, and that I think that lends itself to not always assuming that your way is the best. Right, right, exactly. Um, speaking of uh, Sitecore, so you started using Sitecore. Like, how did you wind up getting into Sitecore? <laughs> well, um, my first... Uh, first job, actually, um, after I learned how to code, uh, web development anyway, um, I worked for a company in Michigan and I had an interview and the interview, the, the manager was basically like, so you know HTML and CSS? I said, yeah, yeah, well enough to, you know, get by. Um, I don't know how to write JavaScript, but I know what I'm looking at when I read it. And he said, you probably haven't, but have you ever worked with Sitecore or even heard of it? I'm like, nope. <laughs> and he said, what about WordPress? I said, yeah, I've heard of WordPress. Uh, I haven't worked with it a whole lot, but I understand what it does. And he's like, well, it's it's basically like that for corporations. That's what we use to um, update you know, the content of our website. And uh, I said, cool. I'm more than happy to learn it, You know, thinking there's no way I'm getting this this job, I don't even know what, I never heard of Sitecore. Uh, and I did, I got the job. Um, the first time I used Sitecore was my first ticket, you know, which I think was just changing out a sentence or something like that on a page. And, uh, um, I learned my team was really small, um, seven or eight of us entirely. Um, and I was able to ask, this is pre-COVID, so I was able to, you know, just kind of figure out who was the nicest person on this team and ask them to help, you know, walk me through using Sitecore uh, anytime that I had a question. You know, I would do something and get good at it, but then there would be another problem I wanted to solve in Sitecore, and I don't know how to do that. And uh, 
so I would ask for help and thankfully everybody was willing to do so. So I've made a lot of money off of Psychor. Yeah, you've pretty much just learned it on the job. Yes. Yep. I never even heard of it until that interview. Never, never crossed my mind until that interview. Like that's that's kind of insane. So did they <laughs> did they advertise for Psychor or was it like a front end job that they were advertising? Oh well, I can tell. You, actually, I saved it. I saved the. Uh, oh, posting. nice. I can tell you what it says. It said it. It was a web technician job, and it says the web technician is responsible for maintaining update, updating content, and troubleshooting issues on its existing client websites. Uh, this was for Dow Chemical, and um, essentially the duties does it does it say? Uh, skills and abilities, demonstrated ability to code in HTML, which I had, uh, write co code which performs well across all browsers, troubleshoot and fix code. Yeah, not Sitecore anywhere that I see. Um, huh. No. Maybe they just figured, oh, that's weird. Yeah, it doesn't actually mention what, the, I, it doesn't even mention that they use the CMS um, huh. that I see. So, yeah, I had no idea. Um, and then, like I said, I got, trained as a, they called it a web technician. Um, I essentially still do the same thing. And now I'm a Sitecore consultant. It's just a fancier title for the same thing. Sure. <laughs> so, um, but that that's it, you know, and it was funny when I started there, um, I replaced somebody who was moving up to more of a front end, you know, position. Um, and him and him and the other uh, front end guy were always like, you know, poking fun at me just doing content and i'm like ah, it's all right with me you know i think i was making like 15 bucks an hour in 2015 yeah and which in 2015 it, is pretty good yeah for my first gig sure yeah. you know i thought it was great um but what i've been able to do is i'm on my third one now and i've been able to to increase the the rate of pay uh while still staying in sitecore and um and Adobe Experience Manager, which is similar. Uh, Dow ended up doing a migration. I actually led the migration from uh, using Sitecore to using uh, Adobe Experience Manager, including training the other the other content person who is the one that trained me in Sitecore. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was pretty wild. I, I enjoyed it, um, and I would have stayed there, but uh, I moved on. And then eventually, you know, we all got sent home and um, I moved on and then uh, I moved out to California from Michigan. And the couple of times uh, one wanted me to move back to Michigan and I said no. And two, they didn't want to pay me what I uh, anything near what I earn now. So so it didn't work out. But but I really enjoyed, you know, the team itself. And I think that's important. Yeah, I think I think that's that's real important. Can you hear me yeah. okay? I think you cut off. Yeah. You cut off again for a minute. Or yes, sorry. Welcome to Starlink, my dude. Yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna ask that about that next. Um, so you're currently living in an RV, is that right? Correct. Yeah, my wife and I sold our house uh, in Michigan in uh, July of 2021 and uh, bought a 31 foot Coleman camper. Um, and we are on private land. That's one of the misconceptions of my story um, is that we travel around. We actually don't. We haven't moved in like 14 months uh, oh, from wow. this particular spot. Um, we were able to, when I was, I told you before, I was living in my van 
that was on this particular property. I had moved out to California and a bunch of things fell through and I met some friends and they let me stay on their uh, horse ranch. Um, and then years later, I got a hold of her again and was like, hey, we're thinking about, you know, doing this. Can we, if I buy a, you know, uh, RV, can we park it on your property? And she was like, absolutely, stay as long as you want. So, um, so we have, you know, electric and water hookups and stuff that we pay for. It's almost like a campsite. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. And then uh, we're, you know, my wife works at a, at a, at a physical therapist office. So she's able to uh, bring in money, you know, for us. And then, of course, I work from home. So what we're doing is paying down old debts from all like those years, like when I was on disability before I met her and right. and us trying to get on our feet and all that kind of stuff. So we've been staying here to do that. But our um, our plan is to hit the road in the spring full time. So um, and then no longer be tied to any particular place for very long and just kind of chase the weather. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, that's yeah, that's really the goal of RV life. Um, but for yeah, sure. I definitely didn't quite catch that you were um stationary like i know that that people do sit stationary in rvs for a good bit of time um yeah my mother-in-law uh her and her boyfriend are currently in washington somewhere and they've they've parked they've been there since last year actually since uh maybe thanksgiving it might have been even before that i'm not sure gotcha um but you know the weather's great there uh, where they're at and they like it, uh, but I think they're going to be moving around maybe a little bit more. Um, That's kind of my, my want is cause I, I hate looking at the same piece of dirt all the time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I've been here before I spent a year here before, so I've seen everything and now I've shown my wife everything that I've seen and it, it it's cool now uh, as far as the temperature goes, but all summer it was a hundred degrees plus and yeah. I, I'm just fed up with that. So I don't necessarily, um, well, I don't have a truck, uh, since we don't go anywhere. We both, we don't pull the camper anywhere. Rather we don't, uh, own a truck. We both have cars. Um, but the plan is to sell this and the two cars for a motorhome and then pull it, pull behind, a uh, the motorhome, a Jeep so that we can kind of, you know, do a little bit of two tracking and things that I like to do that mm -hmm. I cannot do in my, in my car um yeah sure like do out more outdoor stuff and exactly i follow some youtubers that i really like and yeah they do a lot of that kind of stuff where they park on blm land or federal land state land that kind of thing uh they park their their motorhome or whatever they're staying in and then they use the jeep to go out and um explore so yeah that would be the that would be the fun of it um my wife and i we both talked we've both been kind of talking about it um I've I just started looking for my first dev job, so I'm okay. kind of in the you know kind of in the looks right now. Um, awesome, but <clears throat> um, we'll probably I don't I'm not exactly sure we might have some kind of like home base. Yeah, and just leave for say maybe the summer, just right. to get out of the heat because Arkansas is. Um, the summer is pretty intolerable. Um, it gets up in the, in the hundreds here. And right. I just, yeah, I can't stand it. 
Um, it's funny that you mentioned Arkansas. I didn't realize you were from there. My dad's family is from Piggott, which I believe is in the northeast corner. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, um, and I'm actually not originally from here either. So oh. my uh, my travels have taken me from um, Glen Burnie, Maryland, which is right around the Baltimore-ish area. Yep. Um, to up and down the East Coast, um, Florida, um, Maine. I thought you weren't um, from. I could just from you talking, I could tell you weren't actually from <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> uh, and then I uh, moved out to Chicago area, which is where I met my wife. And then um, we've kind of we've been down here. We were here once before, and uh, our town was flattened by a tornado and. Oof. And we were hit with a couple of ice storms right after that. So we decided we had enough. Um, right. But then family called. So we went and took care of, took care of family, moved out to North Carolina for a while. And then once again, uh, my wife's dad passed right after our son was born in 2016. Oh man. So then we, we didn't want to leave her mom alone out here in Arkansas because they had retired out here. Right. So we, um, we went ahead and moved out here, you know, obviously job sucks, you know, but I was, I was fortunate. I, I got a job transfer with a company I was with, but there wasn't a lot in the way, like it wasn't close by. So I was commuting about an hour and a half, a day, uh, one way a day. Oof, man. Yeah. That's rough. So. You know, then, especially since you said you have children. So, you know, yeah, I've got one, one child, he's six now. Um, nice. And, uh, you know, I, I, so I've kind of, I've kind of been all over the place. I went and worked in Texas for a while in the oil field, yeah. um, right before Corona hit and that crashed, or should I say the coof? <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't want to get banned off any platform for saying a word. Yeah. Right. No kidding. Um, I, th- that's the reason why I left California uh, the first time was I have a daughter who's she's about to be 21, but obviously in 2015 she wasn't. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, she was out here for half the summer and 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 whatnot. Um, but uh, and you know mostly lived with her mom. But uh, um, she asked me to come home, and within two weeks I was I was back home. You know, um, thankfully my brother let me stay with him, and you know that's when I found the. Uh, the first uh, psych core job and been able to get on my feet since um, my daughter still lives in Michigan. She decided to stay uh, rather than come with us. And I think that's better. She needs to, you know, have her own life, especially at, in her twenties. But yeah, sure. one of the cool parts about this, uh, you know, about dev work really, or for me is the ability to give back to, to people um, mm-hmm. like, when I was raising my daughter on disability, I couldn't afford school clothes and stuff. I'd do the best I could, but I couldn't buy it all. Right, um, right. We could only eat what the state would allow us and, you know, food stamps. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I can just randomly surprise my daughter with some cash app be like, and she works hard and uh, just be like, here, spend this on something you want to do or something you want. Yeah. You don't have to spend it on a bill. Just spend it and do it. You know, that's kind of cool. Um, my, my mom, uh, divorced last year and, uh, he took basically everything. She didn't even have a TV. So I, you know, I was able to get her a TV delivered, you know, to her house before she could even, cause she'll just say no. So I didn't even tell her. Right, <laughs> so, right, right. so, um, 
you know, that's that's the neat thing. Uh, one of the things on Twitter you'll see is a whole lot of flexing about, you know, I'm this and I'm that. And, you know, I've got this and I've got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just from me, but from everybody. Yeah, but yeah. Um, what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, it also enables you to help uh, the people that, that helped you get there, you know, or that mean the sure. most to you and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, I'm hoping that that situation, you know, you said looking for your first dev job, I, I'm hoping that that opens, kicks down those doors where, you know, um, where, where you're able to feel that, you know, security, I guess. Right. Um, and man, I tell you, if I can, if I can be somewhat successful, if I can call it that <laughs> at this, anyone else can, cause I'm dumb as shit. So. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm on. dumb as shit. You're genius. No. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but uh, you know, I I talk well, uh, so yeah. you know, I'm able to a, a big, a big factor being able. To it is just being able, you know, soft skills, being able to talk to people. Exactly. Um, as a matter of fact, while we're talking, I'm looking at uh, Travis Hubbard, who's a little bit older than me, and he's always telling people, "Yeah, you know a bunch of shit, but do you know how to talk? So, yeah. do you know how to relay that information that you have in your head?" Right out to other people um if you can't do that you're gonna struggle mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you know you know um you, it soft skills are such a they add zeros to your bank account i really think that they do they they really do soft skills add zeros to your bank account i love it yes that's, that's exactly it's a, a great quote they do. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm super shy. I get super anxious. I was anxious about this interview all day today. Oh, really? Or this, this podcast. Yeah. Um, just because it doesn't sound like it when I'm talking to you. And once I get the ball rolling, I, I don't feel it, mm-hmm. but the lead up to it. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, my worst thing is when somebody on my team gets on a, sends me a team's message that says, Hey, you got a second for a quick call. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> yeah. I know that feeling. I, I, and it's not because I don't want to be on the call. It's because it scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Like, you know, what have I um, done? Kind of. Yeah. Or? Exactly. You always, I mean, I automatically, my, the way my brain works is I think everybody hates me. And until you tell me otherwise, I'm going to believe that. Sure. So, so I'm thinking, oh man, they, they know I, you know, took a nap for a half hour <laughs> or whatever, you know. Yeah. Or, or I suck and it's time to go. And it's never, it has never been that, but mm-hmm. right. I basically have to say yes to everything uh, just so I don't get anxious. I just got to go yes and do it right now. You know, oh, that's kind of yeah. why I jumped on this call early, actually. Yeah, I, was, I, I mean, I totally get it. Yep. Like, I you have. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you just have to. I, I just I just I just have to get it over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I definitely know that feeling very, very well. Um, and I've felt like that most of my life, like kind of anxious and, you know, when somebody like if I'll be at work and they'll be like, Oh, I want to talk to you. Well, just tell me now. I don't want to wait for you to, Oh, let's have an appointed time to sit down and talk. And you tell me I suck, you know? Right. (laughs) I don't don't care if it's bad Yeah. or, but tell me now. My wife will do that. Just get it over with. She'll message me. (laughs) She'll message me on her lunch and be like, um, when I get home tonight, we need to talk. Oh God! I'm like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm thinking, did I do something I'm not supposed to do? <laughs> is she done with me? <laughs> what is happening? And it'll just be like, oh, I just had a bad day and wanted to 
wanted to make sure that I remembered to tell you that I wanted to talk about it. And I'm like, scared the hell out of me. <laughs> oh, my I thought I thought you found out all about all those hookers and cocaine I was doing. <laughs> Apparently you didn't, so well, I didn't mention it. Well, now she'll know. <laughs> yeah, I always tell her that. You need me to cut that part out? <laughs> no, man. Keep all that. Keep whatever is in here. Keep it. <laughs> if you saw me say it on Twitter, it can stay in this. Yeah, fair enough. Fair it's enough. it's up to you. It's your it's oh, your it's, show, but it's all yeah. good. I don't I don't do a whole lot of cutting unless uh, you know somebody like. <clears throat> um, well, I won't give an example because we're on podcast, but um, I've I've had a you know a couple of people that just needed something trimmed. Um, yep, you know, it happens. It's, it's not a big deal. Um, I, you know, sometimes you just forget you're on a recording. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, I, uh, I if I say something stupid, that's that's my fault. So <laughs> you know, and I try not to um, be any different. Uh, the difference, and I was I was telling my wife this. I was like man, when I talk to Drew, I'm going to have to tell him, you know, I don't really swear that much. I just, it just is in my typing in yeah, Twitter. And it's mostly, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with George Carlin, the mm -hmm. comedian. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's mostly George Carlin influenced comedy that I think is funny. Like I'm just taking something that's an eight and making it an 11, you know, by adding a few choice words or making it sound like I'm absolutely ungodly pissed George that Carlin somebody's hilarious yes yeah so that's all it is and most people don't get it my entire family doesn't get it but um <laughs> twitter i think it's it. funny that's all that matters twitter. yeah twitter gets it you either love it or you hate it and have blocked me yeah um <laughs> but uh but yeah it, i guess we can jump on the twitter train if you want yeah i mean you know we're, we're already kind of on it <laughs> all right so so that's what I use Twitter for. Um, you know, I try to help. There are people on Twitter that I do help, but I kind of, you know, or, or try to not help. That sounds like I'm some sort of whatever guru figure. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I'm nice to let's put it that way. Um, it, but I just see stuff that just I I bet I could refresh this feed and it's I'll see something that pisses me off. Oh, so yeah, you probably will. Yeah. You, you know, and I'm I'm blocking like all kinds of people uh it, I, i've tried to block all the huge influencers that i you know don't like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and it's fine if you like them or someone else likes them or whatever i don't care um th that has no effect on me i just don't you know sure and oh they're disappointing me everyone's being being nice being haved yeah what the I, hell i know they must have known <clears throat> i was gonna talk i thought i had a couple of, uh tweets bookmarked for you but I, I guess i guess i didn't oh man <laughs> what um, a bummer but you know like so you're familiar with dhh dhh no okay he's the he's the founder of ruby on rails oh okay yeah okay so um he's he uh he has said that he used to use twitter he doesn't anymore not for not the way that he used to Oh, he used mm -hmm. to use Twitter just to kind of get into arguments with people. Um, <laughs> just literally because uh, it was a good way for him to, um, what do you want to call it? Where you're, you're trying to solidify your arguments and, you know, like your opinions on stuff. A little, little practice. Yeah. 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 So he would get into all kinds of Twitter shit with people. And, 
and that's you know kind of gained him the notoriety that he has but he doesn't even <clears throat> like nowadays his twitter accounts pretty much like you can't comment on his posts you can, oh. you can retweet them but he doesn't really like now it's he pretty much just kind of keeps it um professional i guess you know he he posts blog posts or or you know he'll repost articles that he finds interesting and stuff but right it's not and that's that's actually cool. I've got no problem with you mentioned repost. I've got no problem with repost as long as you credit the person you took it from. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, like retweet. You know, like it's one thing yeah. to retweet something or retweet with a comment because you know LinkedIn actually encourages you to re, kind of repost your own comment. It's weird, but yeah, um, you know, to basically make your own content, but. On Twitter, it's like people will literally copy and paste someone shit somebody said and make it theirs, but you know, you don't know where it came from. And then you go right. you go and you look up the look up the tweet and like fifteen people have said the same stupid thing. Yes, and it's not to help somebody. See, that's the difference. It's, it, it, there's a difference between wanting to help somebody and wanting to be heard. Um and I think a lot of times the the goal uh, by these retweeters is they just want to be heard for whatever reason, whether it makes their PP bigger or their follower account bigger or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and I, that's where I have the, the, the issue. It's, it's like you're stealing somebody else's, uh, you know, uh, helpful content just for the sake of you to have a voice uh, that you don't really need. Like that, Unfortunately, we talked about the benefits of social media, and one of the drawbacks of social media is that it gives everybody a voice, and not everybody has something to say. To say, yeah, right, you know, and not everything that I say or you say or or anyone else says on Twitter deserves a reply, such as, um, you know, if I say uh, I'm tired, I'm not looking for a solution. <laughs> to that problem <laughs> i'm just saying i'm tired you just, but yeah. you know what happens you get 35 solutions right. like oh you need to do this more you need to do that more you know maybe lift yeah. your legs once in a while you know yeah maybe, maybe go for a run do uh, a line of coke some, whatever some jesus man <laughs> okay that's worse <laughs> some coke in your coffee i don't know yeah i don't i mean yeah, and that's the thing is they're like well how many cups of coffee do you have each day and i'm like well i don't drink coffee Oh well, then you're not a real developer. Oh, okay. Duh. Yeah. And he- you should know. So here we go. Coffee. Yeah. Plus code equals real developer. Is that a it thing? must? I, I I guess I'm missing out on that. So, so yeah, that's the that's my issue or argument with with Twitter specifically is that it's a it, it's a platform for everybody to be heard. But again, you know, even me, I'm guilty of it too. You like somebody will say something and I'll have my solution. Mm-hmm. Maybe they weren't asking for a solution, you know? Yeah. Maybe they just wanted to say it. Sure. Maybe everyone on Twitter is an expert, but I'll bet you anything that they're not, you know, including right. me, you know? So, so that's a lot where my rants come from um, is the, uh, this idea that because we can voice our opinion, mm-hmm. we should. And, and most of the time we should just shut the hell up. I mean, no. yeah, I guess, but but that's kind of, you know, tw- Twitter with Twitter being kind of the the town square is you can just go out and shout shit if you want, and then go back in the house and pretend it didn't happen. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, and and you are you you are you know you've got a point there where it, it is kind of the point of Twitter is to have a discourse back and forth, but I don't always want to. Yeah, uh, sometimes, sure. You know, sometimes, sometimes I. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes I'm, you know, as we said before with the Carlin uh, analogy stuff, is sometimes I'm just trying to channel my inner Carlin because I missed the guy and. What what would George do in this situation, or you know, how would he feel about the copy paste engagement horse that are on here trying to become a big Twitter star for what I can see is no reason whatsoever. Yeah, but I, I really don't get it. Like everybody, their mom says that they're going to help somebody to do this and that and learn how to code and be a yeah. And and I'm totally fine if you've got some if you've got some content and you've got some stuff that could help people. Great. But if you just yes. slapping shit on your Twitter account, I saw I saw an account earlier today. Um, <clears throat> the guy had barely 100 followers, but he was helping somebody do something with some <laughs> other thing. And I'm like, you don't have any content, dude. Like, right. Exactly. Make some content that like do it. Like, If you're going to help somebody do it organically, you know, I teach people yeah. code. OK, well, where, you know, do you have right. YouTube videos? then post that so I can go look at it and be like, Oh yeah, this guy's legit, you know? Exactly. Yeah. The, um, the, in the, um, uh, Twitter profile header there where it says I help XX do XX. Yeah. I'm just like block. <laughs> Cause, yeah. um, it, I, and, uh, I'll, I won't mention his name, but, um, there is somebody that I follow who does help people and does have content, much of it free yeah um and his uh twitter profile just says full stack web developer and educator check out all my courses at my website a thousand plus free tutorials at this link it doesn't say i help xbx is that brad that's brad yeah brad's awesome yeah, yeah. exactly he's he's got so, that guy's been doing you know content since you know before the making of the world oh yeah 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 no doubt and he, and he does it well and he, and he does it uh like i said he does it mostly for free i mean i realize he gets yeah. paid through his youtube and all he that should. but he's not charging you right to view it i mean and he should get oh. paid like oh definitely you know, out that much that much content and you're providing a, va- a real value exactly and so let's those kind of people that i you know that i uh like and he just happens to uh, understand and get my sense of humor and my what he called realness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I can I can appreciate that. Um, this is actually my second Twitter account. I had one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a bigger before. one, didn't you? Yeah, I had like seven or eight thousand followers. Something I don't remember. I think I blocked um, you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Eating. I don't. I don't blame you. No, you probably did. That's all right. Um, yeah, I, well, what happened was I, I did a tweet while I was cooking breakfast one day for my wife and my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was basically a, a homeless to homeowner tweet. Oh, yeah. And it went friggin' like two and a half million people saw it or some shit. Oh. And it's, that sounds great, but it's not. Because what happened was my inbox flooded with, will you buy me a laptop? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, right. I, okay. That was where I, that tweet came from. Yeah. That's where that came from. And, yeah. and so that's what happened was, and it became, it just got crazy. So 
um, I deleted the entire account mm. so that people wouldn't associate with you know me with uh with that yeah and i very rarely bring it up anymore on occasion i do but i very rarely bring it up um i just because it just got out of control yeah but i, I mean i just feel like that's that's like i not get i get where you know you're getting a shitload of attention that you definitely didn't ask for you know you're right. just making making a tweet in the in the uh, town square you know just yeah. out there like as more of a like, hey, you can do this too. You know, if I did it, you can do it too, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, and that's exactly why. If if I say anything, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, no, I get know. it. Like, I you know, I get an occasional someone messaging me and asking me for something, but you know, I right. just I just block them. But you know, nothing to the to um you know the size and craziness that that one did. But that particular bit is part of your story. Right. So. And it's like, real. I mean, I mean, yeah. You, I, like, and I know it's just, you're not ashamed of it, you know? Like, no, no. I just, you know, for, you know, for me, that was like one of the things that kind of drew me to you, I think, initially. Is oh, I, I appreciate I, it. That tweet came through my, my feed. Somebody liked it, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. So I, you know, took a read and that kind of thing and followed you. Yeah, um, appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So that, but, 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 you know, that's kind of the. I guess the, the realness um, and uh, just like a part of you, you know, that's part of your story. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's part of you. So, yeah. I'm, and I, I enjoy it. I guess you're not trying to throw it out there and, you know, create more, um, <laughs> more inbox <laughs> stress, you know, havoc. But, yeah. But, uh, and I wish there was a better way for, I wish, you know, to handle for Twitter to, to handle that kind of, the inbox messaging. I guess it just comes with the territory. I just, when I wrote it, I didn't think it was that big a deal. Yeah. It wasn't meant to be a, uh, an engagement tweet mm-hmm. by any means right. or a flex by any means. It yeah. was just a situation of, and I, I, and I also get this or got this a lot, which is, yeah, it's easy for you because you're in the States. They would be in a different country. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I understand that yeah. we're all in a different situation. What yeah. I don't have an answer for that. I wish that the mm-hmm. rules were the same. And right. the opportunities were the same for everybody, but sure. I don't make those rules or opportunities. So no. get off my ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not. I had to get out of my situation. Not I can't worry about your situation. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know. Yeah. So, we're so all- it was that too. It wasn't just the buy me a laptop or, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, can you cash at me some money so I can get a laptop? Or, yeah, God. Uh, geez, um, that would happen, and I'm sure it happens to people like Brad and stuff all the time. But um, yeah, it happens so much. I was just like, "Fuck this, man! Right. You guys can have this. I'm gonna come back, but I'm gonna come back as somebody that you don't know." Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it makes sense. I mean, so, like the one thing about Twitter, and I don't know how it handles. Like, I know you can turn off DMs, for instance. Yeah, I don't know if you can allow certain people through that, or if that's just closed for everybody. Because right. I'm not sure either. Yeah, because typically, uh, like I've 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 straight out messaged people in regular chat, and mm-hmm. you know, like the in the town square, you know, I'll tag them and say, "Hey, you know, do you want to come on the podcast?" and I won't get a response, you know, so then I'll go and DM them and then, you know, that'll get a response. Um, right. 
or you know sometimes i've dm'd them and not gotten a response and so had to tag them in <laughs> regular chat you do it the other way yeah i've i've had people message me for help and i don't mind you know hey where can i learn something i almost always send them to brad's yeah. youtube channel oh yeah and uh um they're like well i'm surprised that you replied i'm like i'm the same i'm a person just like you are um you know mm -hmm. i'm not i understand why people don't reply sometimes they're overwhelmed sure but um you know, I, I get it. I'm not saying that those that those situations don't happen, but you know, I'm I'm not gonna not reply because I'm some kind of dick. That's the that's the funny thing about Twitter is it seems like I might be a dick, but but I don't think that I am. No, so. you know, and obviously talking to you, I don't I don't think you are either. And I really didn't think you were on on there because I've you know I've seen you not go off on people when they've said mm -hmm. you know like certain posts. Like I would think that maybe that would get a snark. But it didn't. <laughs> like, right. you must be in a good mood today. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, and most of the time I am, and then, and other times I'm just trying to be funny or just trying to get them to think. Yeah. Sure. A little bit. You know. Hey, maybe this isn't the way I want to be doing things. Uh, but again, I, I guess if it works for them, whatever. And the the only thing I can do really is block them, and that's why I asked or or posted that I looked up to see if there was a limit on how many people you could block because i have, <laughs> i hope there isn't because uh, you know <laughs> i have blocked a bunch of people and i did post a couple of months ago i posted my block list uh i won't do it again but um i just wanted to do it just for fun get a rise out of people and it worked mm -hmm. like a charm but um you know there's people there's people that i'll like that you'll block and then and vice versa and that's fine like i've got you know no no argument if you find somebody's content uh valuable and i find it annoying that's just my opinion yeah. my opinion is is worth the same as everybody else's opinion on there uh which is basically nothing so yeah. you know I'm, I'm well aware of that fact um and i just wish that other people were as well uh yeah, you know yeah. that your opinion doesn't mean shit to anybody nobody cares no, so I mean, not, not really <laughs> not you know not so much um, you have a few friends, yeah. you know, but yeah. Yeah. And you know, uh, one of the, one of the tweets I saw earlier today, um, I honestly, I'm bad with names. Um, that's why I had to ask you your name. Cause I couldn't remember if it was Chris or Mike. Um, that's okay. That's, my middle <laughs> name is Mike, oh, Michael. There so, you go. Yeah. Perfect. It's close. Um, but you know, it was about, the tweet was about friends and I won't, I won't blow them out. Cause I'm not really, you know, I'm not picking on him. Um, right. But he, his first tweet was that, you know, you don't have any friends on Twitter. There are no. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Yeah. And, you know, I, like maybe maybe generally speaking, no, you know, but if you right. make connection with people, you can make you can make friends with people on a social media platform and be just as close to friends with them if, if you hung out with them every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I actually, to be honest, other than the people that live on this property, because there's a few people here, I don't have any like close friends or real life friends, I guess you would say, yeah, like, like people I can touch physical friends. <laughs> and, and I never really have. You mentioned being from Maryland and my best friend uh, from high school is from Maryland. He moved to Michigan uh, the summer before our freshman year. Mm -hmm. And the day after we graduated, he moved back to Maryland and I haven't seen him since. And I graduated in 94. So, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that was my last actual friend that I, I'm, not related to like that, that I have a connection with. Right. Um, right. That's just, 
that's just me. It's not, I'm not whining about it. That's just, I'm just quiet. And oh, yeah. like, I, I enjoy my own company, uh, fine. Right. But, um, but yeah, so I have friends here that, you know, on like on Twitter, um, a few weeks ago, uh, one of the people on Twitter, um, a girl about my daughter's age mentioned that she was in a situation and was trying to get away from her ex and needed a little bit of help. So, uh, me and a couple other people organized a, uh, like a GoFundMe for her to help get her back and forth to school. So she didn't have to depend on the, depend on the, uh, abusive, uh, boyfriend, you know, and could move on from him. Yeah. So it's those kinds of situations that are connections, like important connections, um, that I really appreciate. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not, not just a platform for me to bash people for mm -hmm. being copycats, you know, I totally, yeah, I totally get that. Um, there, <laughs> there's a guy that, uh, um, kind of helped me out on Twitter and I didn't, wasn't asking or expecting, but, um, I think I, I had made a tweet about needing or, you know, needing a Mac or getting a Mac. I think I said mm -hmm. I was going to get a, I was going to get a Mac mini so I could test uh, mobile, um, mobile applications on, you know, cause you know, how Apple is, you, you got to have right. a Mac to test any shit on it. And well, I understand he dug a, a Mac mini out and he sent it to me. Oh, wow. No kidding. I'd never really interacted with a guy, you know, not, I mean, maybe here and there, you know, but not, not on the level that, you know, say you and I have interacted or sure. You know, me or some other people. A level where you would expect that sort of thing. Yeah, from I was like, yeah, I was super floored and obviously super grateful. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, you know, some people just just have good hearts and and you make a. Sometimes you don't you don't know what kind of connection you you made with somebody, you know? Right. You just you just have no idea. Um, Definitely. And I think you know friendship can can run a lot deeper than just a just some text if you let it. Yeah, sure. You know? It can mean, you know, the, it's just a different way of communicating. It's a, it can be a less lonely um, mm -hmm. existence because remember, I, we're both old enough to, to know if your friends didn't come over or they weren't available on the phone, you just didn't talk to them. Right. You couldn't just leave them. A, like, like, I can't leave you a message being like, hey, dude, was just thinking about you today. I hope you have a good day. You couldn't do that when we were kids. No. You had to catch them right then. Yep. And, and, and hope if they were having a down day, you said the right thing. Or if they were having an up day, you were like, yeah, man, let's hang out. Or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, now you can kind of just leave a message for later, uh, right. that says, you know, some, something good, something supportive. And that's important. It's really important. Yeah. I mean, it's especially, I, th I think that nowadays we're a lot more, um, I don't know if the right word is sensitive, but we're at least uh, mental, um, not, not, not illness, but again, I'm lacking for words at the moment, but, um, you know, emotionally, like if you're down and things like that, we're, we're more aware of, yeah. of the mental states that, um, that people, you know, are in. Exactly. We used to be. And part of it is because it's, it's a lot easier to communicate your mental state. You know, somebody's having a bad day. Hey, they threw it on Twitter. I'm having a bad day, you know? Yeah, or, exactly. You know, or I'm, you know, whatever. I'm not feeling. And they can, they can do it without, um, uh, 
being anxious about it or, or worrying about being shamed about it mm-hmm. um, for the most part, you know, yeah. for the most part, people are supportive. Sure. I mean, um, you know, there's always an asshole here and there, but you know, but yeah, Oh, definitely. You definitely, you know, you and, think for the most part, yeah, most people are supportive. Exactly. And, and that, that's important. Like, um, I follow a streamer and her husband is having some issues and she's posted about it and he has as well on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as someone who deals with like, I'll back up a second. I, uh, with my physical disabilities, I always tell people that my mental and emotional uh, issues have been way harder to deal with, like this head, mm-hmm. my brain, mm-hmm. you know, because I can get into I'm, I'm good now. But up until I was probably, you know, in my late 30s, I, I just didn't want to be around, you know, or didn't feel the need to be around necessarily and uh, didn't see a purpose in that kind of thing. And and I would have anxiety attacks that would floor me. Um, yeah. I'm glad I don't have those now, but uh, it's nice that on Twitter we can read that other people go through these things and they get through them somehow. Uh, you know, how they get through them, you know, it, it might be different for all of us, but uh, it's it's nice that we can go, hey, man, I've been in your shoes. You know, hang in there. You're not trying to offer a solution because you don't have one. I'm not an expert. Right. I know what works for me, but, um, you know, you, you just go, I, I feel you. I, I, I understand, uh, the, the, you know, these feelings right now yeah. that you're having. And that's super, super valuable. Like, uh, that's for, to me, that's the reason why social media should exist. As we talked about earlier with mom, you know, us going through or me going through physical disabilities by myself in the 80s having social media to connect with other amputees now uh eliminates that so some kid who was born you know who was born in in uh, uh, 2015 you know or, or or earlier doesn't have to go through that like they can get on a social media group um and see other kids that are like them and right. and interact with them and be like hey man i'm going through this situation how did you handle that with your you know with your in my instance prosthetic leg or yeah. uh if it's anxiety or depression how do you what do you do when you're so anxious you just you want to climb a wall what do you do sure. you, you know for me it was a, a a hot bath or something like that to try to just calm myself down um or or to think of it as like having two brains my my what I called my normal brain and my anxiety brain. And sometimes I would have to send a, a normal brain over to anxiety brain to punch it in the mouth. Cause it, you know, it's telling me these things that are not true, you know? Um, right. It's, it's, it's neat that we can, we can have uh, avenues for information. And I think that's what the internet was initially designed for it wasn't for us to it wasn't for me to shit on people who are trying to become influencers for no reason um (laughs) yes yes it was (laughs) Uh. but but you know i i use it for that but i also use it for good i use it for good and evil and and (laughs) uh yes you know sometimes um we i don't know i mean even i do it like if i see somebody having a little fun with a with a supposed influencer, you know, I'll, I'll hop on that, you know, it's, yep. it's just, it's fun. Like, yep. And, and that's the thing about Twitter. Like you can, you know, you can have a little fun with, uh, with, uh, the whole meme of being an influencer because, yeah. you know, the, there wasn't such a thing as an influencer, you know, not that long ago. No, you didn't have a, no. you didn't have a quote unquote social media influencer, you know, you, right. 
you just got on and you got popular by whatever accident. Um, popular by being popular. Yeah, and now there's just these techniques for doing it, you know, for gaining a huge audience or following and yeah. unfollowing people. Um, yeah, I, I had. I won't name any names, but uh, yeah. There yeah. is a tech influencer who did that. Everybody, <laughs> everyone loves him. Yeah, but he did that to me on my old account, yeah, and did. I never forgot. Yeah, he did it to me on mine too. Like, and the funny yeah. thing was, is like we actually interacted a good bit. Um, <laughs> and that's so. To me, that's that's where the whole, uh, you know, they're not a friend kind of thing comes in. Exactly. Like there, there are people on there that may follow you that aren't your friend, you know, and that's mm -hmm. that's legitimate, you know. Not everybody on, that follows you or that you follow is gonna be a friend. Or yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's not, you know, I'm not necessarily on there to find friends, but it, you know, uh, it helps and it happens. You know, it's neat when they come along and it's legit. Like right. it's you, not. You can kind you know, of tell. You can. I think yeah. you can kind of tell when it is and when it isn't. Um, I had um, an influencer last weekend. I had a discussion with one. I've called one out, and finally, somebody who does this crap answered back and we, we had a discussion about it and he basically he was saying that he has to do it for his business like you know that's that's he's got to get these followers in order to sell whatever he's trying to do i can totally respect that it's when you're it's when you say something um divisive that is like you know somebody uh, who's somebody who's not really thinking about anything other than what they just read will reply to that and then if you look in the comments the very first thing is wow i didn't expect so much reaction to this post here check out my da 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 da, -da, -da whatever they're yeah. selling or they that shit pisses me off yeah or they do that i mean they don't even like sometimes they don't even wait for the post to garner any real uh traction you know, I'll exactly. See, I'll see one that's got like 10 likes on it and they'll be like, oh, if you'd like this, you know, check out my blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And that's just like, man, I have a YouTube channel. I don't do that. Yeah. I, mean, I don't, you know. Right. I don't exactly. do co coffee or tea, question mark. And then <laughs> put in the first comment, hey, if you like this discussion, check out my YouTube channel where my wife and I travel around to different things and see shit and that you'll never see and don't want to even look at. Well, yes. now you should. Now you should. <laughs> I expect it after every tweet, dude. I, I told, I, I was telling my wife, I'm like, I could totally do this influencer game, but it would make me feel so dirty and gross. Yeah. You know, um, that I just, I just, I would have to punch myself in the face. Sure. <laughs> Which is another reason why you'll never see me at a dev convention. Because you'd be covered oh, in bruises. I, I would. <laughs> Well, I, I would inevitably get my ass whooped, but the first thing I would want to do is take some of these, uh, you know, uh, influencers out back and have a discussion. I, I, just, <laughs> I just figured you'd punch yourself in the face a bunch of times. Oh, for just even going to one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the hell am I doing here? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever been to any conferences? No, um, and there is a um, and I and I have a reason. There's a amputee conference that has happened every year. And keep in mind, most of us amputees uh, don't work, so we're on social security making hundreds of dollars a month, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we go to these things, and they're 
they charge you. Obviously, you got to pay for your airfare. Mm-hmm. You got to pay for your hotel. Right. You got to pay for some sort of entrance to um, the expo room of the hotel. Yeah. Uh, where there's a bunch of different vendors of prosthetic feet and other things there to sell you shit. And these are broke ass people um, <laughs> who just want to. They just want to communicate and, and commingle with people that are like them. Right. And, and, and you know, the uh, association that is handling the whole thing is just putting money, they're putting their Social Security money in their pocket. Like, hey, thanks for the money. Here, hang out with Jim. Oh, man. You know, it, it, I'm yeah, like, you'll never, ever, terrible. ever see me at one. Yeah, that that makes me that's, mad. That's Obviously, in tech, yeah. there's, a, there's a little bit more money floating around. So, you know. Um, you mm-hmm. most of the time the people that go to tech conventions can afford it, but uh, but yeah, the like my example of the amputee thing is it's a real thing and it really yeah. pisses me off. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah, no, I'll you'll never see me at any of that crap. I mean, I sort of like as far as the tech ones go. All right, so uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna out myself here. Um, <laughs> I've been to some Amway um conferences. In the past, mm-hmm. you know, in a, a long time ago. Um, and uh, they are pretty much the same thing. Like, you're, you're spending a whole bunch of money, which, okay, if you're going to see somebody speak that you're interested in, you know, I mm-hmm. you might be able to justify it, kind of like you, you go to a concert, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. But the some of the prices on these conferences are just... I was going to say, what... What's a concert? A hundred bucks? Yeah, right. Yeah, a concert might be a hundred bucks, maybe. I mean, depending. Not a thousand dollars. No, but some of these conferences are. Some of these conferences are like twelve hundred dollars. Like exactly. What am I getting for that? You know, am I? I mean, you know, I, I'll keep my podcasts fairly clean, but what am I getting for that? <laughs> it, no, exactly. That's. I mean, a thousand dollars to hear some influencer talk about how they did a certain thing. Right. Like I would get. They got rich you know yeah like i would go to i would go to some i would go to one if you know like my company was paying for it or something you know mm-hmm. and i almost feel like a lot of these I, conferences tech conferences price themselves in that manner like they oh yeah they sort of expect that somebody's company is going to pay for them to go yeah I and mean, they take advantage of the fact that the people that aren't necessarily getting you know their company to pay can't afford it because like I said, there's money in it. Right. So there, you know, there's money in tech. So somebody has got to get a piece of their pie. I would go to hear a speaker talk. Um, if they changed their life with tech, you know, uh, uh, yeah. Brad, Brad, for instance, I would, I would go to listen to Brad talk about how he changed his life or, or even Danny, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, Hey, I used to do this. Yeah. And then that I, I decided this wasn't the road for me for whatever reason. And then I got into tech and this is what I did instead. And, you know, I, I would go listen to that um, because it's real. Sure. Uh, you know, it's, it's real raw, like this is boots to the ground sort of stuff and not mm-hmm. some floaty idealism of, of, uh, you know, you need to learn every, every bit of tech that there is to even start to get your first job. And it's just, that's just not true. Yeah. And you can, if you've been through it, you can see, you know, you can see through that crap, but there's so many people who uh, aren't, you know, five years into their career 
and right. think that whatever the first tweet they see from an influencer, whatever they said in that tweet is is gold. And it's sometimes and most of the time it's just crap. So yeah. It's crap crap to sell you something else. And there's that'll never fly. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of that like um you you know, you gotta um, you know, here's a here's a list of of all the stuff you need for front end tech. And it's like twelve different frameworks and right. language and you know and you know, just all this kind of stuff. And even from people, like I said that earlier, that, um, that aren't, you know, they really don't have a, a, a toe in the pond, you know, they're, they barely exactly. have followers and they're, you know, they're just tweeting for trying to get people to follow. Just ran. Exactly. I think there's so many people, at, at least on Twitter and, the, and into Twitter tech space that are just really hungry for it. Mm-hmm. And, they're almost willing to follow anybody that can give them a leg up or a hand up or a hand down or a hand up or hopefully, you know yeah, I mean? like it, hopefully. That's um, that's what I think happens is sometimes they hope that that this huge influencer will notice them and help them in some way, mm-hmm. um, and most of the time they won't. No, um, it's definitely it, a couple, but not yeah, most of them no. Yeah, and and that's not even necessarily to say that they they won't because they don't want to. It's because they can't. They mm-hmm. don't have enough time in the day. Like I do get asked to be a mentor, which is funny because I know HTML, CSS, and I know how to use Sitecore. I don't know shit, but I still get. <laughs> hey, will you be my mentor? I'm like, yeah. What are you working on? I guess you know, or or, or I'll say not necessarily. Yeah, but I'll say, well, I'll tell you what. You ask me a specific question, and I'll try to answer it. Right. Well, I'm working on this React thing. I'm like, well, you're way ahead of me, bro. <laughs> so, you know, you're like, what's React? I don't even know. Well, I thought mm. I thought you were, you know, I thought you had, you know, made it or whatever the word is. I'm like, I, I, I have, I think, but <laughs> I know what I know, right? And that's good enough for me. Um, you don't necessarily need a mentor as much as you need to look in the mirror and go, I can do this. Yeah. You yep. know. Um, I'm not saying mentors shouldn't happen or don't aren't necessary. Um, I hate, you know, when people are like, well, I didn't have a mentor. You don't need one either. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people do. I understand that, but I have a wife and hobbies that aren't tech. Um, so mentorship isn't for me. I can't teach anybody Sitecore because you, you, it's not like WordPress. You can't just, you know, get a license for it for free and make some content about how to teach, how to, you know, do content inside of a, uh, you know, um, a site core space, it, the licensing is, is ridiculous. Yeah. So. You'd think they'd have some, some way to, um, get training on it. You know what I mean? They do. They have kind of this thing that I found. They didn't used to have anything, but, um, cause my brother wanted to learn site core, uh, just to sort of follow in my, you know, path a little bit. And, um, I found Sitecore's official site had something, but they wouldn't let you interact with it at all. It was basically a, a PowerPoint slide of oh, how man. to use Sitecore. And unless you can get in there, that stuff doesn't mean anything. No, because you You're can't. Gonna yeah. Forget it in seconds. Yeah, you can't so, get any experience on it. Like, no hands-on. Yeah. What, what's so, but if something you, like, um, uh, what is it? <sighs> There's another CMS that's really popular. Um, not WordPress. Um, Trail Trailhead, I think, is the. Oh, that's not the name of the CMS, but um, I'm looking it up real quick. 
All right. Trailhead is their their training platform. I think it it is Trailhead. Oh, okay. Salesforce. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have like they have this huge training platform. Like you make a a dummy thing. You you know it's not dummy, but you know you can make a, a like a tr- like a training thing, and it'll walk you through stuff, and you can actually do it. Right. On the site. That's awesome. Um, and that's, I mean, that's why they're they're growing. Um, Sitecore Psych- does that, but you have to pay a thousand bucks. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even touchable for most people. Um, exactly. That's, yeah. That's just, right. That's a little insanity right there. Um, that's re- it's ridiculous. You, you would think that if they wanted people to like if they even wanted to grow their platform um more people would use it if if it were easier to train people on it right um, yeah i never even heard of psychor until you mentioned it um, <laughs> yeah i had I like, like i said i hadn't either i was like what the heck is psychor but no i mean that's cool that that you were able to get in and learn on it learn on the job but man. right so otherwise how would i have known you know how to do it yeah right and yeah um Adobe experience manager was the same thing. And, and we didn't really have, we had two days of training on, on AEM because we were migrating from Sitecore into AEM, you know, this big migration thing of all of the company's websites. Um, and it was massive. And I found AEM to be easier to understand maybe because I'd already understood, you know, Sitecore a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, it was easier for me to teach to uh, the other content person um, you know, how to use the different, um, components that were either, you know, out of the box components or box or, or ones that, uh, the dev teams had created for us to use. Right. Um, but if you don't, you know, it, if you're just watching somebody do it, at least for me, I can't just watch you do it. I have to do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, more than once to really understand what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but uh, we mentioned before about uh, somebody talking about, you know, you have to learn all of these different skills, right, to make it. Yeah. And, and, and you don't. But what you do need to do is kind of just focus on a couple and then understand that your path may be different than the, the person's path who posted that. Um, you know, like my path. I, I still haven't used React, but I eat fine. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so I understand what React is, but I just don't. I, I don't need it mm-hmm. for my job. There's a million different pathways into tech to make it. Yeah. You don't have to follow somebody's cookie cutter solution. Right. Uh, because the chances are it won't be that way anyway. And then I saw something, somebody mentioned, oh, somebody had posted that, uh, that book uh, with JavaScript and jQuery. Mm-hmm. Um, the same author does HTML and CSS. It's like a black book with some nice, nice uh, colorful. Oh, yeah. I've got the uh, PHP book. That he just yeah so a, oh yeah yeah you did awesome, so awesome that one and somebody mentioned why jQuery jQuery and <laughs> it's those people that don't realize that there's companies corporations still using ten or fifteen year old technology yeah that needs somebody that knows jQuery like right oh yeah I, I know about this there's stuff. still money in jQuery yeah and uh oh yeah that's asking yeah. that that book is uh is by John Duckett. Yes, that's it. It's a that's it's a great series of books. Um, the PHP and MySQL book is phenomenal. Um, awesome. I was really floored by the 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 quality and the. I'd never seen a book that had this much art in it for a programming book. Like nice. It's I mean it's not so much art. 
but there is so you know, it's just, it's just not super dry. Is that what you're saying? It's not. It's a beautiful book. Um, awesome. Again, not something you'd normally say about a programming book. But, <laughs> right. I mean, it's full color. It's lots of code, but the way it breaks cool. things down uh, is such a way that it's 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 like a four dummies book, but better, mm -hmm. but a thousand times better. Awesome. Uh, that is really cool. So John Duckett. Shout out to your book. It's it's great. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that you know you found something that's that's providing some um some sort of value to you. Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. Yeah, it's 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 a really good series of books, and I I have no doubt that that uh, that other book that you mentioned, the um one with um jQuery is JavaScript and jQuery. Yeah, yeah. this is good. I think um all, all of his books had really good reviews on Amazon. And that's cool to know. I mean, it's cool to learn that stuff because there's, you know, there's, like I said, a lot of people do, that are posting about, you know, you need to learn this framework and that framework. Mm -hmm. Don't, like you said, uh, don't even know that Sitecore exists or don't mm -hmm. even know that um, companies, most companies use some sort of CMS to update their, yeah. their content. Oh, yeah. Like they're just clueless. Right. You know, I'm not going to learn WordPress. I don't need to know a CMS. <laughs> you know, a if, if you Go ahead. I was gonna say, if you want to work for a large corporation, you should be familiar with at least one. At least one, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. also, you know, there's a lot of. You were saying there's a lot of paths, you know, forward, and it's not all the same for everyone. Um, I right. think one of the areas that gets kind of overlooked is, I'd say, back end or full stack. And by full mm -hmm. stack, I'm not. I don't mean learn JavaScript, HTML, CSS, and then, you know. Um, there's, there's stuff like, obviously there's PHP, um, mm -hmm. PHP and MySQL and a framework, um, called Laravel, which, yep. uh, is, is a really good framework. And I mean, you're basically, you, you'd be barely touching JavaScript at that point because they, there's a, there's a small framework that a lot of them use that is a JavaScript framework, but it's really lightweight and, um, and it's, it's funny cause jQuery was kind of the the go-to at one point. Um and I can't remember the name of the 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 JavaScript framework, but it's really lightweight and a lot of the guys in PHP use it. Um Yeah. And there's also stuff like uh I just talked to a guy yesterday. Um uh and I'll post his uh um I think his his will go out next week. His podcast will go out next week. Um Awesome. But uh Sorry, I'm drawing another blank here. Hold on a second. Um, we talked about a programming language called Elixir. I don't know if you have ever heard of it. Uh, no. Okay. So it runs on the... Are you familiar with Erlang? No. Nope, okay. Also not. Okay. Um, <laughs> so there's a there's a big virtual um, virtual machine called... They call it Beam. B-E-A-M. Okay. Um, it's been around since the 80s. It was originally made by a telecom company that wanted to make something that could handle like crap tons of concurrent connections. Gotcha. And um, they made a language called Erlang um, to uh, do all the coding in. And, you know, it's been around a long time. Actually, Discord uses it. Um, when when So Discord actually runs on Erlang. And, oh, and cool. The, and the Beam virtual machine. And a lot of people don't probably don't know that. Um, and, uh, Elixir is a language that was written to it. Okay. So you know how you have the 
the JSM, the Java, JVM, Java Virtual Machine. Yep. And you have languages like Kotlin that are made to work right on top of it. Right. So that's that's how Elix, Elixir is. It basically works right on top of it um, and right alongside um, Erlang code. Um, oh, nice. So it's, you know, it, it and uh, they have a they have a framework. Um, and I'm still drawing blanks here. Let's see. Um, oh, the, the framework's called Phoenix. And it's a it's a full stack framework, just like, um, you know, using uh, PHP and and uh, the other one I mentioned. Um, so you know, there's there's kind of a lot of ways forward, and you know, it's not necessarily just you know, yeah. I mean, front end is is really popular, but it's also, I'd say, it's very um, jam packed of people looking for those jobs. So a lot of competition, right? Where you know, there's there's a lot of uh, maybe backend or full stack um, framework jobs that are out there that need people but can't necessarily find good, you know, a lot of good people. Sure. Um, yeah. So if you know if you're kind of frustrated with trying the the usual way in, you know, maybe it might be time to check out some alternative tech. Exactly, and you know, you do that by dipping your toes like you said and you do you dip your toes in different things um until you find what interests you uh and then you can almost certainly find a path in in that um and who knows where you'll go like i i expected to be like my the two front end devs uh, that i worked with i expected to be in their shoes in just a couple of years like i'm not gonna do content forever and then I realized I could actually make a really good living just just copying and pasting HTML code inside of different fields in Sitecore and just understanding how Sitecore works, you know, right? Um, and and how I can solve problems with it. Um, I had no idea. I, I you would never see that path mm-hmm. uh, on some influencer's tweet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Not my, not my path, that's for sure. Yeah. But it does exist, you know, yeah. and, and you don't know that. You don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Nobody does. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's definitely beneficial, I think, for, for anybody to keep an open mind. Uh, one of my uh, Twitter friends, um, Josh Burns, is a uh, database guy. He mostly works off of Upwork. But, um, you know, I tried it, and I was like, eh, I'm not really super interested. I don't really want to be the next, next Josh. I want to be the first me, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he eats well and, and that's what he does. Right. So, you know, there's many, many different paths and what happens essentially is you set your foot out into the road and then you're off to who knows where. Yep. And it could be miles from anything that you ever thought of. Exactly. So, so that's, that's the neat thing about tech. Yeah. Well, we're just about at the end of our time for today. Um, Chris. All right. Chris, thanks for coming on with me, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, man, this was a blast. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I w- like I said in my tweet, I usually say no. I haven't said yes in a couple of years, and I'm glad that uh, I said yes to yours because um, nice. I felt really really comfortable, and, and I really enjoyed the actual real conversation that we didn't have to keep in so many characters. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, man. Yep, That's those are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> But, yep. Um, if, if anybody's interested, you can follow Chris on Twitter. I'll put the links in the show notes and, um, thanks for listening.
You've been listening to the Citizen Coder Podcast. If you'd like to follow Chris on Twitter or YouTube, links are in the show notes. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or email me at citizencoder1 at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter, LinkedIn, or YouTube. And as always, I'll see you next time.